I know where she doesn't sleep. Children saying embarrassing things. My perfume touching your perfume. Naughty sidekicks, and more. All on this episode of Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Or will I? Okay. Hello. Hi. 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 This is a monumental day. Monumental? I would say it's a memorable day. It's a an exceptional day. Monumental like a tombstone monument? No. Well, I guess you could stretch the metaphor that far. This is our last recording that will go into the Superstars feed for now. The last preseason. The last preseason. For what will be season one. This was season zero. Yes, absolutely. Season one is what goes live to the masses. It is the baby. Yes. Raised by... Yes. The community of awesomes. A constellation of stars. Mm-hmm. Do you notable, like... potent stars. Notent notables. We don't have any notent notables today. Thank goodness. I wish <laughs> you would never say that again. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you say that, it just means I have, I'm like compelled to say it yeah. more. Won't the joke be on you when you realize six months in that I've not actually been uploading any episodes? <laughs> Okay, so um, this is the recording for June 28th. I have no idea. I have you no, don't know where we are in time and space. I am in a timeless space right now. It is for June 28th. Now, we don't have no notables. We do have a few kiddo stories. I am fresh from, not fresh, hmm, that's being generous. I was going to say I'm fresh from the, from the pool, but actually this morning took... How many of the kids? Four. Four of the kids. That's You have a lot of kids when you can't remember how many you had with you in any given time. And you know the reality of the problem if I beat you to the punch on a name or a number that isn't affiliated with something in my business. Yes, that's true. I took four of the kids. We went swimming, and the kids played on a playground after that. Nico got to swing in a swing for the first time. That's a notable Okay, but before we left, (laughs) come on back around. That's the last time I'll say it for today. (laughs) I know where you sleep. Okay. Or don't sleep. That's more accurate. Okay, before we left, though, this morning, this was today, right? Mm. We were in the kitchen. You and I were... Yeah. And from the kitchen, we have a view of and an ear on the living room where the twins are playing. It's not open concept, but there is a little little shot through where sound travels. That's right. Sound travels excellently through that little sort of like weird hallway. And we overheard one of the twins. Mac. Calling the other one. Maybe. We don't know that this was being hurled as a name, but the phrase. The funk on it sounded like. It was a name. Yeah. The phrase selfish penis. Mm-hmm. Selfish penis. And you and I like snapped our eyes right. at each other like, wait a second. Right. First of all, that's not bad. <laughs> not bad. But secondly, 
You know, when you hear your kids using language that kind of embarrasses you, yeah, I think all of us default to, okay, did I say that or did <laughs> my spouse say that? Where did they hear it? And the truth is that's not something either one of us mm-hmm. has, to my knowledge, ever said. And so within the confines of quarantine, it means either somehow these two meatheads who have been speech delayed have figured out a brilliant name (laughs) or one of their sisters has hurled the selfish penis comment and they took hold of it. They tried it out and said, this feels good. It's possible. There's there's so many possibilities for where he got that. Mac is super into two accusations, two Two character appraisals of people. One of them is selfish. A lot of selfish talk. Not about him, of course. Of course. Never the selfish one. A lot of accusations to the people around him, especially John Kyle and especially AJ. Those two are the main... He's actually pretty accurate in both accounts. Let's see. What's the other one? Rude. Everything is rude. Mom, that's rude. I mean, just like now that he has the concept of rude. You know, it's funny. He never says that to me. Mm, It is funny how how that works because I think he knows that's not a thing that you're going to. That's not a label to slap on the old paterfamilias. Even if it's true, you shouldn't poke the bear. That's right. So maybe we'll hear rude peanuts next. It's possible, but that's not nearly as good mm-hmm. as selfish. It is possible that maybe they have, in their boredom during quarantine, gotten into some of my old college notebooks, my feminist critical theory papers might have used the phrase selfish penis. Really? <laughs> Interesting. This explains a lot about our relationship off camera. Which, believe me, isn't nearly as healthy as it looks like. (laughs) So anyway, that happened. Can I have that for the just-in-case-of-lawsuit file? Yes, you may. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Put it in your notes. Okay. Um, Okay, another thing I wanted to ask you about is I did... So after spending the morning in the pool and, and sweating at the playground, it's not nearly as fun as sweating in the oldies, I'll tell you that much right now. If you can even do that anymore now that... Hmm, Richard. Richard stopped all that. Richard, come back and let us sweat to the oldies some more. He's not doing it. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> this was funny. We were going to record earlier, and you were like, so did you want to bathe? <laughs> No, listen, listen, listen. Okay. I was looking like the Hot Mess Express. I, again, had been out. Uh, the outdoor, outdoorsiness of me was mm-hmm. real. My hair was completely wacko doodle. And I, at first I was like, no, that's okay. I'll just like, you know, fix my hair and maybe put on some lipstick. And you're like, no, I, you, we have time to bathe. Why don't you go bathe? Well, here's the truth. (laughs) It doesn't bother me. I, you should have been bothered. Listen, now it's your turn. Listen, listen, Mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me. Okay. I, I love you because of your crustiness. (laughs) But I know that if I let you record like that, I'll be, because there is a video component to this. Yeah. That I will be abused. Mm. It was a, I was protecting me from your selfish penis. Oh, dang. So um, I gave I gave you the offer. Yes. And pushed a little bit. And then two hours later, we're recording. 
That's true. So one of the things I did after I took a nice luxurious bath and I washed my hair, which felt pretty great, and that's why my hair is wet enough, um, I put on some perfume. Mm -hmm. I was gonna ask what you thought of my scent of the day. Honestly, anytime I mow the yard, yeah. It yeah, is. my whole olfactory is whacked. Plus, allergies have been a thing. There's not much I can smell. I can't see anything. My eyes feel like there's gumminess in them. Okay, well, I'm going to describe this scent to you since you can't really smell it very well. And I'm going to describe it for the listeners since, okay. you know, in an audiovisual medium, you can get a lot of details, but you can't get the scent. It ain't smell-o-vision. It is not. Um, but this is from a perfume house, an independent one called Solstice Scents. I've mentioned it on Sorta of Awesome before because it is my favorite independent perfume house. When I discovered that there were perfumes that you can buy and wear outside of what you get from the big box. Well, big box, basically from the Dillard's, you walk big in and, in their hand and out, yeah, the yeah. samples, and it's just a completely overwhelming olfactory experience. When I discovered that, and I was like, I could actually wear perfume and and maybe it's not going to give me a headache, which almost all scents do. It was a whole new world and a whole nother level. A uh whole? -oh. <laughs> That's a reference to Key and Peel, who yes. are fantastic. That's right. So this one is from Solstice Scents. It's called Gray's Cabin. One thing I love about Solstice Scents is the owner of it, Angela, has created a whole world that encompasses all of her scents. So in she's like, imagine this world called Foxcroft. Okay. And that was a different second word than I thought you were going to say. And I got a little panicky. Okay. <laughs> in Foxcroft, she like pulls out, like there's all of these different destinations or things that you might find there that inspire her scents. So there's like Foxcroft Fairgrounds and it has like a really candied apple feel to it. Oh, interesting. Um, there is Manor, which has, you know, sort of like the, a smell, not quite like an old lady smell, but definitely I think it has some floral notes going on. I have a question. Can I interrupt? Yes. It, it applies to what? I have questions about this. Yes. So we've we've talked about then the delight of this because it's not mass packaged, whatever. Right. How big is, how big, how big an old boy are you? Yeah. How big is it, the company? I don't know. Like, is it? Can you find it in stores or oh, they no, an no, online no. presence online only? only. Yeah. So we're talking about, even if size pushes boundaries of this a little bit, a, a boutique, oh, a yeah. handcrafted perhaps experience. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. All I'm on board. I look forward to when my sense of smell returns. Okay. That's what we've discussed. My Father's Day gift, which I'm smelling. Yes. I can't smell it. Can you? Oh, yes, I can. Okay. So same, same thing. It's not oh, corporate America. Nice. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely outside of corporate America. Maybe we should make our perfumes touch each other later. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's dirty. <laughs> so ridiculous, but maybe. Maybe. It's worked before at least five times. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, actually, technically only four. Technically times. only four. Um, okay. Wait, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the math doesn't add up. Yeah. Okay. So this one, this particular one's called Gray's Cabin, and I forgot I had this. I was digging around in my perfume box o perfumes, and I was like, "What? I forgot what Gray's Cabin smells like." So I took a little pre-application. Gray's or Grace? Gray's. Gray's, like the color. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Gray's Cabin. Um, I did a little pre-application whiff and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. I love this one. I'm going to tell you what the notes are. The top note is smoked cocoa. Mm -hmm. I love the gourmand Mm -hmm. scent. I love to smell like food. I don't know. I'm just one of those people. Um, And then it has cedar, which I'm not a super huge fan of. But it's got to be a, a minor player. Yeah. But when it is a minor player, it's pretty solid, I think. Since the cedar is included in the top notes, that's going to be the part of the scent that evaporates first. Yeah, yeah. So you get a big burst of it at the start, and then that one's going to be gone pretty quickly. The middle notes are embers, black musk, and kapal bark. And then the bottom notes are tobacco and spice. Well, now that's interesting because one of the... One of the key players in Eucharist is tobacco. Oh, maybe we should tobacco leather later. Yeah, I feel like they're friends. <laughs> maybe they want to be friends with benefits. It's quite possible. I'll check with my cologne and let you know. Okay, so he yeah. said yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is the scent of the day for me. Okay, when you're wearing Eucharist. You're yep, good. it's I'm a. I get I'm a one track guy. I get on one and I stick with it and yeah. And you're fixing me my favorite dinner later. Really? I didn't know this was your favorite dinner. I mean, dinner. it's like I shouldn't say top my, ten? it's definitely top ten. Okay. Maybe even top five. Wow. Sausage, onion, and peppers. I enjoy it deeply. Right, like bratwurst. Brats. Brats with yeah. onion pepper. Yeah. yeah. I mean the the sausage is interchangeable. <laughs> it's well, maybe. I feel like you're disrespecting the German people now. <laughs> But really, sausage, onion, pepper, skillet. I love it so much. I'm very excited about it. So let's okay. get through this next Hurry up thing. and talk. we got to cook. <laughs> okay, this is our last episode for the Superstars before we launch this baby out into the world. I do want to point out I took the high road. There were a lot of jokes to make about Meg loving the sausage. I didn't say any of them. <laughs> you just have to point it out. I did not bring it up. High road up here. <laughs> Keep your minds up here. Everybody. That's right. That's right. Okay, so we alluded to the fact that as we finished the podcast limited series, Blackout, mm-hmm. the audio fiction, that I had a sort of literary revelation. Yes, to the point where I received notification yeah. of this revelation via text message. And even in that emotionless form of sending a message, I could tell that you were electric. You had been That's just like, go! That's a, that's a completely accurate. It mm-hmm. was like a bolt of electricity. Um, as we got, as I was about five minutes in to the penultimate episode, which is called Animals, I had the revelation of like, oh my gosh, this is Animal Farm. Yeah. Animal Farm is the 1945 George Orwell novel that probably many, if not most of you all read in school at some point. Maybe all you remember is two legs good, four legs bad. No, you got you messed it four up. Four legs, two two, two legs, legs bad. Bad. 
I don't know. In the beginning. Maybe okay. you were like me and you just remember there was something about legs and something that was good, something that was bad. You're not tremendously invested in either position. You just know that someone was. Yep. Okay. Let's, Which is it? How'd it go? When, in the beginning of the revolution. Okay. So remember, Animal Farm is an allegory that tells the sort of story of the 1917 uh, Russian Revolution. Uh, and so it begins with this idea that, well, first of all, the very, I forgot about this. The very beginning is there was a horse named um, Old Major, or was he a pig? I think he's a pig. There's a pig in there somewhere. Yeah. And he, the, not Wilbur. Not Wilbur. No, these pigs are much, much more. They're much more Russian. Yes, exactly. <laughs> much more Russian, I think, is a safe thing to say. But there was a big, there was an, uh, a character, either a pig or a horse, named Old Major in the very beginning who dreams a dream of the animals on the farm being freed from the oppression and the tyranny of the farmer and that they could create a farm where all of the animals lived in an existence of equality and freedom and happiness. That pig or horse named Old Major, he dies three days later. And then three other pigs, I'm thinking that Old Major must have been a pig too. Anyway, Napoleon, Snowball, and Squealer rise to the top and they're like, we're going to take his dream and make it a reality. And so it's the story of the revolution, the overthrow of the farmer. And so the sort of uniting cry for the animals of Animal Farm was two legs bad, four legs good okay. in the beginning. Okay. Well, maybe I'm thinking of the latter yes, right. end of that story. Yes. So they begin with this. I've idea. always been a finisher rather than a starter. <laughs> <laughs> Today. I don't even know what that meant. I just <laughs> <laughs> felt like it brought some clarity to nothing. Well, so ultimately, again, if it's been a hot minute since you thought about George Orwell's Animal Farm. Ultimately, what happens is the pigs sort of begin to squabble amongst themselves with one ultimate leader, Napoleon, um, be becoming the ultimate ruler of them all and all of the things that they that the pigs and leadership and especially Napoleon had railed against that the farmer did eventually by the end of the book is exactly what Napoleon was doing and he by the end even of course this is an allegory not realistic fiction so by the end he's sleeping in the human's bed he's wearing clothes he talks with the other farmer and has somehow managed to convince the animals on the farm again of that motto, but he flips it right. to two legs good, four legs bad. Right so, on. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay, in Blackout, mm -hmm. I think that Dale may have been a sort of old major character in that he had this pure and idealistic vision of people being released from the tyranny of social media and of, uh, you know, government domination and big, all of these things. Big corporate. Big because corporate. Because he lost his job. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And so he had gone off grid and he really believed ideally that people can and should do that. And it was sort of, sort of as if Madeline took up that idea, except then once she was much more power driven. Well, she was... The pig sleeping in the bed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So she starts out with this sort of ideal of let's be self-reliant. Let's um, 
let's work together as a community, let's take care of our own, mm-hmm. all of these things. But really by the time the trial happens, Hunter's trial happens, right. it's very clear that she is no longer interested in equality and freedom and happiness for everyone. It is about her reign and rule. Oh, I forgot one of the pigs, Squealer, becomes the sort of voice of the propaganda mm-hmm. of the pig's regime. Mm-hmm. And so he like... Simon the Squealer. Yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. Um, oh, also, Napoleon had taken some puppies when they were tiny little puppies for re-education to train them in the ways of the pig's uh, leadership. And that's what Napoleon uses ultimately to drive Snowball out. Now, I don't think we have a direct corollary, corollary to that moment, except that... Uh, Madeline does have snowballish. That's what I was going to say. Yes, I think he is snow snowball. Okay. Um, and then we have the uh, neighborhood militia could mm-hmm. have been the, the pups, the pups that she raised up from, uh, you know, found yeah. by hand. And yeah. who's Lincoln? <clears throat> because he would have bought in, yeah. but then been disenchanted at the end. Okay, there was a character, an old horse named Boxer, mm-hmm. who throws himself completely into the work of the farm to the point where he is, um, he's like, I w- his motto is, I will work harder. Um, and he just works day and night to, to get things done on the farm, ultimately is betrayed by Napoleon um, and sold to the glue factory. Now, one huge difference that where the tracks don't line up Mm -hmm. is that I thought, I remembered, and it has been some many years since I read 1984, I thought I remembered at the end of 1984, the animals staging a rebellion against the pigs. That actually didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> At the end, it's pretty pretty dismal and bleak ending. At the end, the pigs just are completely taking the place of the humans to the point where when the common animals from the farm look through the windows of the farmhouse and see the pigs dining with the human other human farmers, they literally, in the story, couldn't tell who was a pig and who was a human. Okay. Well, but maybe you're assigning too much power to this very localized revolt yeah. just within Berlin because... As we see the uh, Atanis, quote-unquote, escaping, what are they escaping to? That's true. Maybe they are just on the cusp of peering in the window. Yeah. Okay. Yeah? I can dig it. I'm I'm thinking, and I don't have a great recollection of the story, uh, Animal Farm. Um, I do the podcast because we just listen to it. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm seeing, yeah, I think that's exactly, I think if... Conway, is that the, the writer's name? Uh, Conroy, Scott Conroy. Conroy. Jeez, mm-hmm. um, I'm really, I'm batting like 850, 900 on names. This is so uncharacteristic of me. Because um, that was really close. Normally I'm like, so old Whistle Dick or whatever his name is. I'm just like <laughs> grabbing stuff out of nowhere. Okay. Um, Conroy. Yes. I think it's a very valid perspective that perhaps this was his rewrite Interesting. Of, of Animal Farm. And yeah. if it wasn't, then he is the monkey that typed Shakespeare <laughs> in the room full of monkeys on typewriters, right? Yeah. yeah. Because there's just too much, right. too much correlation there. So I think ultimately there's some pretty strong messages of anti-fascism and this idea that where... Um, oftentimes if you look through history, 
and this is globally and through time and space, that where you have a revolt that rises up and overthrows that for those people at the top, man, the temptation to go back to oh yeah the governing structure that was yeah. in place. Well, and that's what that's what the people are looking for. They want yeah. they want some paternal body to take over because they don't know how to make their own decisions. They're yeah. scared. Yeah, freedom's terrifying. Yeah, when you really look at it. Yeah. So it was an interesting thought to me to think because. Uh, truly, and I was like, this even takes place in the episode that's called Animals. Yeah, yeah. This this has to be it. Like, I it just... really think you're one hundred percent. And and I, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. Go ahead. No, that's just gonna say. Like, I it just was like, oh my gosh, I do know this story. I have heard mm-hmm. this story before. After our preliminary conversations, yeah, I did consult my business partner, Google, and looked through. And I've not found anybody, and it may be out there. It wasn't like I spent days looking. But yeah. I, at a cursory look, there was nobody that made this connection. And, and yet, as I read through how other people viewed it and summarized it, there was just something lacking mm-hmm. in all of the all of the, one that I'd seen was trying to tie it to something modern day within our government. And you know, if there were ten points. They like grabbed three that were like, oh, I could see, mm-hmm. I could see that, I could see that. But then in the grand scheme of things, it was so disjointed. It was just like, no, that, that can't be it. Yeah. But this, I don't see a way to poke a hole in this perspective. Well, thank you. And everybody knows I'm a big hole poker. <laughs> oh I don't even know what I just said. Where am I? You're going to get us taken off I here. just got banned. It's a good thing this is preseason. <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> It surely is. That was filthy. I can't believe I said that. Or you're the editor, so you get to decide I, if that stays in or out. I'll probably edit that out. But <laughs> if we're honest, I probably won't because I don't do much editing. The only thing I really edit out consistently is when you've completely left the table <laughs> to go into the baby. And I don't want to just be like, you're staring at the camera all goofy. Sometimes I do talk to the camera, but I have edited all of that out. Really? Yep. Did you save it in a, like, cutting room floor folder somewhere? Um, no. Actually, no, because I consistently delete all of the primary footage after an edit edit has occurred. That's a good and responsible thing to do. Well, and we don't have enough digital storage for everything. Exactly. So that's it. That's what we got for today. It's good. It's good. I really enjoyed this. You You bring a depth that I can't both because I don't have the literary background that you do. And because I get so like, just, Ooh, shiny detail. I I see those things just like I'm, I'm still fixated on the whole correctional facility that never came back around. I can't let go of that. I completely, I never would have seen animal farm connection. Even if I were a recent reader of animal farm, Yeah, you just have, a real strength and ability there. Thank you. Which That's... makes me think we probably ought to push towards other pieces of literature now and again. All right. Sign me up. Let me be your sidekick that accidentally says filthy things. <laughs> Accidentally on purpose. Well, you guys, seriously, thank you again so much yeah. for letting us um, use the space. Yeah. I, I use is not exactly the right word, but just kind of play. Like, play around in this space exactly this has been incredibly helpful for us 
we are very excited for Awesome Today to launch very soon. Yeah. This is, so this is, I don't recall if we said this, this is the last yeah. preseason yeah. thing. Yeah, you said that at the yeah. beginning. We And I, when we say that, there might be like one more just drop of something, but there may not. Don't expect it. Be pleasantly or unpleasantly surprised if there is. Yeah. Um, at this point going forward, we've really got to anchor in on yes. the millions of behind-the-scenes things that we're still trying to hash out so that this can go live and that we will absolutely lean on all of you members of this wonderful constellation to help promote early in. There is absolutely within uh, Apple Podcast mm -hmm. an algorithm that works to our benefit for two months. Mm -hmm. And so as much help as we can get for that that first couple months in, that's really going to dictate how effective this endeavor will be towards ultimately driving attention back towards the main show. Absolutely, yes. That's the better show. Mm -hmm. What? No. <laughs> she agreed. You heard her. She agreed. <laughs> it is. It truly is. No, it's yeah. the older show. It's the month. It's the mother this show. Is, this it's is entertaining show. in its own way. It's like watching somebody who you respect try to deal with their kid that's misbehaving in public. <laughs> that's kind of what we're looking at here. That is entertaining, but that's not what this is. I feel like we are having a hard time wrapping this up. Okay, this well, is hard. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye. Bye. This is the end of the preseason. We hope to see you at the official launch of Awesome Today. Pretty please?